everybody. This is Born on This Day. I'm Amanda Barker. And I'm Bill Antoniou. And today is July the 27th. Well, Bill, I want to wish you and all of our July 27th uh, listeners out there a happy National Scotch Day. As in the drink? As in the drink. Okay, then yes, I'll happily celebrate, yeah. <laughs> On July 27th, we recognized an aged whiskey distilled from malted, malted barley. That Say that 10 times twice. <laughs> Uh, make a toast on National Scotch Day and share a drink with a friend. Since scotch is protected by law, specific guidelines must be followed when making it or for it to be labeled as scotch. Otherwise, it's just whiskey. Good to know. And the best movie to watch about scotch, I think it's about scotch, is a movie called The Angel's Share by Ken Loach. Oh, yeah. what a good good tip. Yeah. Maybe you watch it if it's your birthday today mm-hmm. on the 27th. Mm-hmm. Definitely have a nice peaty glass of scotch for us. <laughs> hey, if you are born on this day, you experience the world outwardly and you take any opportunity to interact with it. You are a social butterfly. As a warm and loving person, you are greatly appreciated by your friends and family. Being a people person, you're highly outgoing and you often find you can't help but take control of situations. Let's see if that's true for all of these celebrants. Well, we are in Leo territory now, right? Yeah, so it makes sense. All right, well, starting us off, Jonathan Rhys Myers captured our attention in the films Titus and the Governess and the show Gormenghost before becoming a star with his role on the hit series The Tudors and winning a Golden Globe for his performance as Elvis. Since then, he appeared in the series Dracula and Vikings. He was born on this day in Dublin in 1977. Hmm. I, I think I've been saying his name wrong for many years. Oh, yeah, well, most people are. Cliff Curtis appeared in the critical hits The Piano and Once We Were Warriors, which is not the title of that (laughs) movie, but I will always read it that way. So let me try that again. Uh, He appeared in critical hits The Piano and Once Were Warriors in his native New Zealand, of course, before going to Hollywood with the film's Training Day and Collateral Damage. He was recently on Fear the Walking Dead and in films Hobbs and Shaw and The Meg and was born in Rotura. New Zealand in 1968. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once for Warriors uh, was the only film that was number one at the box office in the world when it came out. Like every every country in the world had Jurassic Park as the number one film, except in New Zealand, and it was Once for Warriors. Oh wow! Yeah, which I always um, really admired about them supporting their own film that way. It's also one of the most amazing movies you'll ever see. Um, and I remember telling someone from New Zealand that, and she said, "Well, we love films about domestic violence in New Zealand." You're very funny. Uh, Nikolai Koster Waldau was already a leading man and heartthrob in Northern Europe in Danish and Icelandic films like Wildside when he transitioned to North America with the films Kingdom of Heaven and Black Hawk Down. But he became a household name with his role as Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones, for which he was nominated for two Emmy Awards. He was born on this day in Rodkobing, Denmark in 1970. Who's not in love with him? He's very handsome. and He's so handsome. My friend filmed something with him in Toronto, and I was like, what was that like? She said, he's very nice. And he really, like, he's a Viking. You know, when you sit next to him, he's this big, tall, blonde, handsome man. Well, the thing that I, I can't get over with him is that he's one of the only actors I've seen who acts with no detectable accent, mm-hmm. at least not on Game of Thrones. Um, and then you'll see him in an interview, and he has... Uh, a Danish accent. Very common for Scandinavian actors that they train to perform 
because general most parts most places in the world they know that if they want to make it in the wider world they have to speak like an american this is why australians are so good at american accents because they start learning mm-hmm. very young uh, so it's also very true of the uh, scandinavians as well it's just crazy to me that in your because it's not your first language anyway yeah. that you would speak it with an accent but then loop be able to lose the accent mm-hmm. it's just amazing yeah. also it's part of the dialect do, coaching though it's part of the it's part of having your acting coaches on set with you right yeah. totally are you a game of thrones fan i can't remember uh, no i've watched some of it i'm I, I haven't seen enough of him to understand why he would get an emmy nomination for it despite the oh, fact that i think he's, he's a very good actor He's so good. Honestly, I would say because his turn as that character, you go from absolutely despising him to absolutely loving him. But I always love him because he's so hot. Like, I don't care if he's a bad person. (laughs) Well, he's not. He loses his arm and he becomes very lovable in Game of Thrones. Spoiler alert. Donnie Yen is the son of a Kung Fu master who brought his talents to bear as stuntman, actor, and sometimes director in films in China and America, including the very popular Ip Man franchise, Star Wars Rogue One, Zhang Yimou's Hero, and the upcoming live action version of Mulan. Did that come out? No, and who knows when it will. They keep it, that yeah. and the Christopher Nolan movie are the. Uh, what ifs of 2020 which is that they keep right. uh, delaying them well they're the the posters for mulan coming out march 26 are still everywhere yeah. in toronto well, um, what else are they going to replace them with <laughs> <laughs> he was born on this day in canton china in 1963 julian mcmahon brought his handsome looks to the hit series nip tuck and then followed it with appearances in the film fantastic four and the shows runaways and fbi most wanted he was born on this day in sydney australia in 1968 gotta love our next person i think she might be our my favorite of the list which is saying a lot because i love a lot of these people but maya rudolph has performed no end of unforgettable characters on saturday night live plus of course she starred in the film's bridesmaids a prairie home companion Maggie's Plan, and Sisters, just to name a few. She's the mother of four children with Paul Thomas Anderson. We remember him. He directed Sideways, Mm -hmm. right? That was him. And was born on this day in Gainesville, Florida in 1972. She had four children already with him by the time I even knew that they were together. Like, they were a very low-key couple. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's in Inherent Vice, which he directed as well. That's, I think, the only time they've worked together. And uh, the daughter of, I can never remember her father's name, but her mother was Mimi, Mimi Ripperton, who we remember from uh, Loving You, that uh, mm-hmm. amazing song that goes up a million octaves and uh, just a talented, amazing force, Maya Rudolph. I absolutely adore her. Yeah, she's really great. And my favorite of her characterizations has to be her Donatella Versace. Uh, including when she did her at an awards show and came out on stage and said, what are you all doing in my living room? (laughs) Okay. The best Donatella Versace, and and this might be up for debate, but my personal fave is Donatella Versace's ice bucket challenge. The best. If you haven't, haven't, our friends gave us a DVD of it. 200 times because we love it so much that was a birthday present to mark i love donatella donatella puts two fingers up in the air and a marlboro finds its way into her hand that's and what her so much more for her yeah into her nose yeah, yes. yeah. god bless her 
Taylor Schilling appeared in Argo and the Lucky One, but she became famous for her performance as Piper Chapman, the fictional version of Piper Kerman in the hit Netflix series Orange is the New Black, for which she received an Emmy nomination and two Golden Globe nominations. She was born on this day in Boston in 1984. Pretty rare to be born right in Boston. In Boston, yeah. In Boston. Maria Grazia Cucinotta oh. appeared in the Bond film The World Is Not Enough, The Right with Anthony Hopkins, and even an episode of The Simpsons, but she's best known as the object of affection for the main character of Michael Radford's Oscar-winning film Il Postino. She was born on this day in Messina, Sicily in 1968. Beatrice. That's all I remember from that movie is <laughs> Beatrice. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if I've seen that movie. I guess I haven't. It's lovely. Well, keeping it in Italy, also born in Messina, Adolfo Celli appeared in European films like That Man from Rio when the Eon team made him immortal as the fourth James Bond villain in the 1965 hit film Thunderball, in which his dialogue was all dubbed by another actor, which is actually the case for most of the villains and the girls in the early Bond movies. He oh, also wow. starred in Von Ryan's Express and Buñuel's The Phantom of Liberty and was born on this day in 1922 in Messina, Sicily, and died in 1986 at the age of 63. I have so many questions. First off, have you been to Sicily? I have not, no. Me neither. Yeah. When 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 we're allowed, let's let, we should do a live from Sicily, I've, born on this day. I've heard it's lovely, yeah. Me too. Mm -hmm. I really want to go. Also, I need you to know, speaking of dubbing, um, I had to do a commercial, uh, not, I had to run a casting for commercial ones. Um, it was like for, um, dish detergent and they wanted a close up of the women's lips saying the lines. Uh, and then we made them say it in Spanish. And a lot of the actresses were like, I don't speak Spanish. It won't have the right accent. And I was like, you just need to say it in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So they would, and what they didn't realize was they needed to see how their lips moved in Spanish because they were dubbing them. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it was just a shot of their lips moving. <laughs> I'm amazed that they wouldn't figure that out, but anyway. Non-union. Hmm. Sasha Mitchell had a brief moment as a would-be star who incorporated his kickboxing skills in the roles he played, including the films Kickboxer 2 three and four plus starred in the film spike of bensonhurst and on the show step by step and dallas he was born on this day in los angeles in 1967 and if i'm not wrong he's also madonna's boyfriend in the papa don't preach video oh yeah, gosh i'm pretty sure that's him i want a list from you <laughs> of all the famous people that were in Madonna. Oh, that's it's probably a, a substantial list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. When I I don't need it now. It. I mean, Debbie Mazar for sure in like half of them. Oh know, my God, Debbie Mazar because they're best God friends. So, um, so great. Yeah. Rade Sherbagia came to international prominence with his performance in the Oscar-nominated Macedonian film Before the Rain in 1994, which led to him appearing in a number of Hollywood films, including Mission Impossible 2, The Saint, and Fugitive Pieces. He was born on this day in Bunic, Croatia in 1946. Okay, have you been to Croatia? I have not, no. I still Me haven't neither. seen as much of Europe, nearly as much of Europe as I'd like to, because I always go to Greece every time I travel, because I just love it That's there. And also you have family. Like yeah. that's the hard thing when you have family somewhere, you don't end up getting to explore, you know, because so much of your time yes. has to go to, you know, going to so-and-so's. However, long story short, I have less family there now. So I'm more likely when I go there to travel <laughs> around while I'm there. 
so, you know, I see it uh, provided that the world stops ending and we can travel again. I see it happening that I see more of Europe in the coming years. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Actually, I, I've um, sort of resolved myself that I really want to go to Greece as soon as I can for so many reasons, personal and otherwise. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've decided that I really, really want to go. Well, hopefully and, you'll be uh, there at the same time as me because I always go in the summer. Okay. Yeah. Well, see you next summer. All right. Uh, Keenan Wynn was a beloved character actor. Oh, we should do a deep dive on what that means, character actor. But anyway, <laughs> Keenan Wynn was a beloved character actor associated with comedy, including in the films, Gotta Love It, Annie Get Your Gun, Song of the Thin Man, and later in Dr. Strangelove. He was nominated for an Emmy Award for a guest spot on Police Woman in 1978 and was born on this day in 1916 in New York City, dying in 1986 at the age of 70. Police Woman is, of course, the show starring Angie Dickinson that I believe okay. was also an early role for Kim Basinger or I'm confusing it with something else. Oh my God. Yeah. Police woman is just a great, I know great. Such a t- I know show. it might as well be called single female lawyer, like on uh, um, yeah. Futurama or whatever it was. Or like lady cop. Yeah. Lady like, cop. Yeah. She has a gun and she's a lady. Well, as you know, Amanda, a character actor is someone that you don't want to fuck, but you do want to pay money to watch. That's what that means. <laughs> The version I posted on Facebook was the nice one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I know it far too well being a character actor myself. Lou Taylor Pucci debuted in Rebecca Miller's Personal Velocity and then went on to star in Mike Mills' Thumbsucker. Since then, she has appeared in Fast Food Nation, Beginners, and recently on the series American Horror Story. He was born on this day in Seaside Heights, New Jersey, and that was in 1985, so he is still around. <laughs> Maury Chaikin was one of Canada's most beloved actors, appearing in a number of Hollywood films, including Dances with Wolves and My Cousin Vinny. While here, he starred in The Sweet Hereafter and Whale Music, for which he won what was then called a Genie Award. He was born on this day in Brooklyn in 1949, and he died in 2010 at the age of 61. Who wasn't in The Sweet Hereafter, really? It's true. It's true. And my favorite is, uh, is it Gabrielle Rose? Is that her name? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, she was my favorite in that movie. And Alberta Watson, of course, who was just who was divine. The, the bus who was the bus driver? Uh it was uh wasn't it Bruce Greenwood? No, it was some um, the woman with the Oh, that's Gabrielle Rose, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's so good. Oh, I have uh I have a little guest uh star person here. Chantel Whitney Brown Young was born on this day in 1994, known professionally as Winnie Harlow. Oh. Uh, she's a Canadian fashion model, public spokesperson, and uh, well-known because she does have a skin condition vitiligo. She gained prominence in 2014 as a contestant on the 21st cycle of the U.S. television series, America's Next Top Model, the 21st. Wow. She was diagnosed with a chronic skin condition characterized by depigmentation of portions of the skin and at the age of four. Um, she's had it ever since. So she's appeared in lots of music mm-hmm. videos, uh, including Beyonce's visual album, Lemonade. Oh, yes. I think that show is like Survivor, which is that they do three seasons mm. a year or something. That's why mm-hmm. they're on like season 50, even though you're like, I am not that old. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 
Well, one of the great legends on our list today, Amanda, Norman Lear was nominated for an Oscar for writing the film Divorce American Style, and then later rose to become the king of 70s television for shows like Maude, All in the Family, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, and the one I'm currently watching every day, The Jeffersons. He was won mm-hmm. five Emmy Awards and was born on this day in New Haven, Connecticut in 1922, and he's still with us. Amazing. Yeah, as of this recording, anyway. Betty Thomas began as an actress in the 70s, appearing in the films Used Cars and Homework, but gradually worked her way into directing, beginning with television shows like Doogie Howser, M.D. and Mancuso, FBI, then later with the films Only You, The Brady Bunch Movie, Dr. Doolittle, and I Spy. She recently directed episodes of Grace and Frankie, and she was born on this day in St. Louis, Missouri, 1947. British actor Donald Crisp served in the Boer War and World War I before moving to Hollywood and becoming one of the industry's most beloved character actors, appearing in the Mm -hmm. films Wuthering Heights, Jezebel, and The Uninvited, and winning an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for the Best Picture winner of 1941, How Green Was My Valley. He was born on this day in London in 1882 and died in 1974 at the age of 91. And Bill, I have a few notes from our producer that I'll just jump in with. Um, So two days ago, uh, we did celebrate Estelle Getty's birthday on the show. And we came up in your notes um, that Golden Girls had three spinoffs. So he came up with one, The Golden Palace. I came up with another one, which is Empty Nest. What is the third Golden Girls spinoff? It wasn't a spinoff. She played Sophia on Nurses. Okay. Because Nurses was a spinoff of... It was in the same world as those shows, I think, because it's the hospital that Harry worked at. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know if it constitutes a spinoff. And there was a Saturday Night lineup when I was a kid where all three of those shows played one after the other, and I never missed them. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, after the Golden Girls ended, and particularly after the Golden Palace ended, they would bring her on to Empty Nest and Nurses from time to time as Sophia. Um, not to be confused with the current Canadian drama series nurses right uh, which which it was supposed to shoot its second season i don't know if that's uh, still happening yeah. hopefully it does um also he our producer wants you to know that there was a disturbing harvey weinstein misprint <laughs> i we're pretty sure it should have been harvey firestein but it said harvey Weinstein. no way did i do that <laughs> torch who, who wrote tor- torch song trilogy harvey firestein harvey weinstein yeah, did Mar- not write a play <laughs> <laughs> In 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 the seventies yeah. or whatever, um, but I do I will say since there was a Harvey Weinstein misprint since we brought his name up, I am currently reading She Said mm-hmm. the book She Said. Oh my God, it is. I was hoping so you were going to say I'm currently hanging out with Harvey Weinstein. He says hi. He says hi yeah. um, from twelve feet of plexiglass. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, I'm uh, I'm currently reading. It was a book book club select um, from my book club. Uh, the book she said, which is uh, written by the two women who broke the Harvey Weinstein investigation for the New York oh, Times. Oh yes, I heard them interviewed by Alec Baldwin. It was a really good interview. I got to tell you, for somebody who loves Hollywood as much as you do, mm. it is such an amazing read um because them these two reporters trying to get the personal cell phone numbers of all these famous actresses you know and trying to bypass their publicists and stuff for that reason alone it's worth it's worth a listen or a read depending on how you read your book it's still amazing to me that the story actually did break and that what happened happened and of course i'm glad but it is amazing to me because generally it's been 
I mean, you work in this business and you know that generally if there's someone you don't like, you keep it to yourself. Um, and that's been the way it's been for decades and decades. So it is amazing that it all went down. Well, I think the thing with him is, is that just, it was, it was sheer numbers because he had gotten away with it or had had attempted various versions of what he did. I mean, hundreds. It's also because he did illegal, violent things. And I think that that's also what pushes people past the edge because they will put up with someone being terrible. Yeah. um, I'd like to think before they you know they yeah they draw the line at you know hopefully at uh something illegal but i don't know the settlements uh the non the settlements that he came to agreement with of which they found out there were at least eight yeah uh and probably closer to 12 or whatever anyway they that was a big part because there was a paper trail right. once that once the paper trail starts happening um but anyway it is it is an amazing read so i i highly recommend it and it's much more um uh, it's just much more exciting than I thought it would be. I was like, do I really right. want to read this book on sexual harassment? <laughs> not really, not in the mood for it, but actually it's, it's really, it has sort of an Aaron Brockovich spotlight kind of feel like I can't wait to the movie version of this because it, oh, even bombshell, it has that kind of like, are we going to get them? Are we going to get them kind of thing? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, um, I think I wrote it down after I heard them on Alec Baldwin's radio show because mm-hmm. uh, he, he does a really great interview with him in which he himself like talks about, where he's evolved in his, you know, feelings on this uh, particular subject sure. and mistakes he feels he's made in the past or in interviews or whatever. So, you know, not that, mm-hmm. not that he made it about himself, but I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting too. Yeah. Well, I guess we should uh, cap off now that we've done <laughs> an interesting sidebar on sexual harassment. <laughs> So everybody, today again, once again, for the last time, it's July 27th. I hope you're having a stupendous day. I'm Amanda Barker. And I'm Bill Antonio. And that was Born on This Day. <laughs>